So, uh, where were we? supposed to talk about crimson peak and bridge of spies oh uh, yeah yeah so what'd you think they were good yeah yeah all right moving on <laughs> cool so in case you haven't noticed uh the film cue of the podcast has took a bit of a break it's been about a little bit more than a bit of a break but it was it's been about a break. it's been about a year and yeah. a half give or take um, but you know things got pretty hectic, and life gets in the way. It it gets hard to go to the weekend to to the movies every weekend and yeah. record. I, um, mean, I had that one piece I wrote on the site where I was in the hospital, and uh... well, now we're jumping ahead. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, about three months after we started taking our break, uh, we started up the site. Same name and oh, all and I and uh, oh snap i don't even i didn't even remember that the podcast was like a separate thing yeah for a while. yeah um so we started up the site and we've been trying to be consistent but again as jeffrey goes uh we have other things to deal with and life got yeah. in the way shit happens um so hopefully the plan is to start the podcast again and revamp it and keep working on yeah. it but we don't want to make no promises yet. Yeah, they're probably not going to be a, a strict schedule like we would like, but we're going to try to at least pump some stuff out there. At the very least, I realized uh, a few weeks ago that it's been about two years since our first episode. Oh snap! So if anything, this is just a little anniversary yeah. present. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a nice way of looking at it. So if there isn't another thing, and it's the one thing we've been wanting to do for a while, actually. Yeah, so um, should we just jump into it? Fight Club. We're going to break the first and second rules, and we're going to talk about Fight Club. <laughs> and I, I talk enough about it, yeah. Yeah, because um, we had wanted to do this for a while. I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast, but I know we had th- talked about it and thought about how are we going to do this, should we make it like a group thing, blah, blah, blah. Because there, there was always a fundamental divide <laughs> between... Uh, well, there seemed to be a fundamental divide between the two of us where... In terms of our approach or maybe uh, perspectives on Fight Club, to put it plainly, I don't like it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I seem to be in the minority in a lot of cases when I bring this up. But uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of people like this movie quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no accounting for taste, but you know, <laughs> there's exceptions to the rules. I don't. I don't think it it counts to this, but. Um, I'll say because I think I mentioned I I feel like I must have mentioned this on air before, but Fight Club was one of the first important films for me that I saw it. I think in grade eight for the first time, and it was like that. Watching it was the like stepping stool to rest of cinema, I guess. Well, now you're just going to make me feel bad for trashing on it. <laughs> no, like, well, like, Here's this important movie you love so much, well, like, and I think it's shit. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it was crucial to me finding about other films, and it was like the first time I think mm-hmm. I actually started paying attention to. It was like, hold up. 
who directed this? And then I was like, wait, why do I care? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a few days later, I think I started I started really getting into Kevin Smith stuff. And I also saw Tarantino. And it's, and it's all sort of falls under the same bracket of easy, likable, cool f- film dude bro stuff. Uh, it's funny, yeah. It's a good thing you, I guess, brought it there because I was gonna say when you said Kevin Smith, I already cringed a bit. <laughs> I love, I love okay. Dogma and Chasing Amy. I haven't seen Dogma in fucking forever, so I can't really speak. I have not seen one. it in a long time either, but yeah. Dogma was part of that as well. Um, Kevin Smith, I actually didn't really grow up with Kevin Smith because I didn't watch Clerks till very recently. I didn't watch Chasing Amy till very recently. My family very much was into. Uh, I think the only ones of them really that I had seen was Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back, which is probably one of the weaker ones. I had never seen that one either. And uh, Dogma for a lot of early like childhood and teenagehood. It's funny because actually thinking about it, the only Kevin Smith movie that was actually like maybe on my radar growing up was Mallrats because my brother owned the soundtrack and like. Like Mallrats is fun. That's the thing. I've never actually seen it though. That's the thing. I just knew of it, and right. I knew it as being a Kevin Smith movie. But I never really thought about beyond that because it wasn't until was it high school? I want. I can't. Oh my god, my memory's shit lately. But because um, you mentioned how Fight Club was your sort of a gateway was, drug. Yeah, get your gateway drug to cinema, and mine. <laughs> maybe it shows how pretentious I am, but. Uh, Mine was 2001 A Space Odyssey, which isn't to say I didn't love movies before that, but it was the one where I'm like, okay, movies are like more than just... I don't think... um, How old were you at that point? 2001? When you saw that. Um, Like I said, I think it was high school, so I maybe was 16? Because it took me a while to really appreciate... 2001? 2001. I I remember the first time I saw it, and I think I might have been around 16 as well. Um, and I was like, just over your head. And I was like, okay. It's thing. I it was like I'm not claiming that I was like fully that I could fully grasp it at the time. Just it was a thing. You were just like, what is this? Well, I, I want to know. Well, super intrigued by it, and I was also still am, but more so then even. I was also a voracious reader, and so I knew there was a book, and I, so I'm like, okay, I need to find out what the hell's going on. So I read about the book, and that helped me at least unlock some of the secrets of the story. But then, it, like, now I look at the book and the movie as almost two separate things, which sort of, like, they one helps the uh, interpret the other, but they're also, like, very much distinctive, like, beasts. Have you seen 2010 yet? I haven't seen the movie. I've read the book. Because, hmm. again, I was like, oh, sh- this is awesome, and I, I want to know what I picked happening. it up. I, th- I remember telling you this, but I picked it up, and I haven't gone around to watching it. But I know that's a... Interesting case of uh, having it be a sequel to the book, not the film. Oh, it's probably closer to like just being a straight up adaptation of the second book. Cause yeah, you wrote the second book. I, I think I even read the third book. I didn't realize. Oh, what is it like? Three thousand and one. Three thousand and one, or is it? I know. I think it's. It might be twenty ninety nine. No, I don't. Know. I think there's four books. I can't remember. I was reading them. But then I just sort of stopped because I was I got interested in other stuff. Uh, <laughs> one being the Dark Tower, which is series, which is coming out. The movie is coming out re- close. T- 
to our recording date right now and a few months away in august i am petrified because i want it to be good i've never i haven't felt this way about a movie in a long time but i want i, I really want it to be good and i don't know <laughs> i'm so scared just a few more months you can mm-hmm. wait and not think about it at all yeah yeah that's not gonna happen yeah i mean it doesn't help that idris elba is the main character and I can never stop thinking about Idris Elba. <laughs> That's totally fair. Yes. He is my phone background. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we went a lot off topic, off topic there. But yeah, we were going to talk about Fight Club. And so F- Fight Club was to me, because I did see that, I think when it first came out on DVD, which might have been around, because DVDs took longer to come out back then. Now they come out like the same year the movie comes out. But I think it might have been 2000, 2001. But I remember that's how I saw it. Because my brother was really into it. And so I watched it. And yeah, I loved it at the time. Because, you know. It's fun. It's very much a... I wasn't going to go fun. So yeah, I watched it because my brother was really into it. And he, you know, he had it. So I'm like, all right, I'll pop this in. Because I did like watching movies even before I, like, fell in love with movies. And I remember liking it because, yeah, it's uh, it taps into this... Almost, I don't know, almost dread going here, but this teenage angst, which, funnily enough, because I know it's all about adults, but it's this very retrograde, not retrograde is not the right word I'm looking for, primitive uh, feelings that the movie almost celebrates, which is, makes me uncomfortable. And I know... David Fincher has come out and said, it's satire if you don't get it, whatever. My problem with that is that I don't think you get what satire is, buddy. Anyway, that's Fight Club is usually my reason that I look to David Fincher as a great craftsman, but not a great artist, which sounds really mean to say, and I don't mean it like that, but it's kind of what separates him in my head between like the greats of like Kubrick, Scorsese, Tarantino. uh, I actually like sort of recently went through our entire history of podcasts, but uh, when we did our episode about Ridley Scott, we talked a lot about this as well. And I, it's been some time since we've talked about this and I sort of agree that, um, I guess with the comparison already in the air, but that both Scott and Fincher have similar things where it's, it's not entirely the end result. Isn't always just completely based off of them because most of the time they're not, they've never really made their own material from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like it's a weird distinction, but like you might not consider them auteurs, you know what I mean? In the classic sense of the, yes. But, yeah, so we're like, where David Fincher is very much like Ridley Scott in the sense that they're excellent craftsmen. I still like Ridley Scott a little more, because I actually, like, enjoy his movies. But, <laughs> which, okay, this is unfair. I don't want to sound like I'm beating up on David Fincher, because I do like uh, Zodiac. Zodiac is great, because uh, it just lines up with all his own obsessions, right? Well, obsession, period. So Zodiac is, uh, I recently saw it here at TIFF uh, on the big screen. I saw you talked about that. Um, I thought I loved that movie before watching the big screen. I just was watching what I thought, and I'm gonna call perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there were so many 
and, and and that goes with Fincher's like obsessive uh, note of like like paying attention to all the details. And well, that's stuff. the thing. It's, that's what I'm saying. It works so it well. It lines for up him. with his uh, interests, right? And yeah. So it just it makes sense. It's I don't know rum and coke. <laughs> yeah, the two together, you're gonna get something good. Um, but I mean, I like Panic Room. It's fun. It's silly. It's not trying to say anything special. So I'm like, okay, sure, I can dig this. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it's just silly. Um, and I like Jodie Foster. She's cool. And a young Kristen Stewart. Oh yeah, I always forget that's her. It's, it's most people forget. <laughs> um, I tried rewatching Alien Three in preparation for uh, Covenant, and then I just got sidetracked and I didn't end up watching it. It's funny. All the David Finch movies I like are the ones that people seem to have the most trouble because I like Alien Three. But then again, I think I saw the. I'm not sure which cut I saw. The assembly? Because the assembly cuts better than the theatrical. No, I think I'm... Knowing me, I think I watched the theatrical version just because I hadn't seen Alien 3 before. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch the original version and then I'll watch the director's cut. That does sound like you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I never got back to watching the director's cut. But I, even even the theatrical version, I liked it just because, I don't know, it felt like it was bringing Alien back to a place. I very much... Uh, to go back to, like before some of the uh between reservoir dogs and dogma and stuff those were you you said you saw fight club because of your brother i saw those films because they were the movies my brother owned um and along with his collection he also had uh the royal tenenbaums which i never got around to watch my brother had that one too (laughs) um do you have the same brother (laughs) we're both chilean we're both it's possible um i never got around to watching it then which I don't think it would have worked for me, considering the fact that I saw it twice, like two years ago, and that was the first time I was the second time I was like, oh, this might be good, and now it's one of my favorites. Real time. Yes. Yeah. Um, I watched it as a kid. And I liked it. I never thought about it much. I didn't. I feel like most of that's what happens in that movie would have gone completely over my head, and I mm-hmm. wouldn't have cared about any of that dynamics. It's one of the first. Actually, it was Steve Zissou, Life Aquatic. That was the first Wes Anderson movie that really like turned me on to his stuff. I started, uh, like, I think I, well, I saw Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, Moonrise Kingdom, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, this is good, but I, none of his other stuff really called to me. And then I saw Grand Budapest, and I mean, oh, yeah. that everyone loves Grand Budapest. It's the epitome of his work. Right. Uh, um, and then I was like, oh, maybe like I've always sort of shit-talked Wes Anderson for being too stylistic, um, which he is. But well, it, that movie is like the answer to all his critics, which I love um, so much. But I sort of went back and I was like, oh, maybe I should check the rest of his work. So I started from the beginning. And uh, Bottle, Bottle Rocket, Rocket yeah. was... I don't care for Bottle Rocket. I haven't seen it. Uh I've seen Rushmore four times now, and I don't understand all the love. I really like it, but I that's another one. I, Wes Anderson, for as much as I like him, I haven't seen much. Um, just Royal Tenenbaums. I Life think I'm, I have all his stuff. If you want to take a bag <laughs> home, <laughs> yeah. um, well, I actually have a lot of fucking movies I gotta watch. Oh. Next yeah. on my list, actually, Ridley Scott movie, mm. uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Oh, you're finally getting to the director's cut. Oh, you have to watch the original first. No, that one I'm just going to skip the director's okay. cut because it was on Jer- Mr. Oh, fuck, I don't know what he goes by now. Jeremy Smith's. Uh, Best of list of Like something. top 100 of the 2000s. Mm. So, and that he had specifically the director's cut. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll watch the director's cut. Um, but it was uh, Life Aquatic where things just sort of set in for me. And I was like, 
I think it's that point where it's, it's like when you're fighting consistently about liking something mm-hmm. and then it was life aquatic in which uh Zizo sort of looks at the tiger shark and he's, oh, like, yeah. he's like i wonder if he remembers me and he just starts crying and i just it was that moment where i was just like oh he's <laughs> this is a great filmmaker yeah the thing well <laughs> the thing is uh me and my brother laugh about this all the time because it's true it's very like it's it always makes you cry because Anytime they make an older man who's usually stoic cry. Oh, yeah, that helps. That always gets me. Scrubs did it with Dr. Cox. <laughs> uh, I mean, most of the movie is sort of him like, my friend, yeah. like, my closest friend is like was killed. And he's sort of just trying to be, like, super like, tough about yeah, the entire thing. He's just not processing. He's not letting himself process it. So when he just kind of sneaks up on him, sneaks up on him in that tiger shark moment, it's super touching. And on top of that, you have the rest of the cast sort of just, like, all reaching out for him yeah and supporting him yeah no it's great i i really have to see that movie again but and so anyway it's my club even talking about another but another movie that my my brother had had was seven seven okay and uh bringing it back on track bring it back on track and seven was (laughs) a a really it was dark and i think that was like the time i i I guess i was like getting into the whole like uh csi trend on on tv and stuff um so i was really into seven and some of like the dynamics and it's just dark and gruesome and attempts to be gritty in the way that a 14 year old me would have well not would have actually ate up uh took every chance i could to watch it it's funny because looking back at it i probably didn't perceive it as this but uh i've always had an interest in christian mythology like i grew up catholic so there's that but then you know lose interest over time or you know find your find your way of interpreting everything but i never really lost that interest in the mythology of christianity and catholic catholicism and so that always what i loved about seven was just that idea of like this guy's killing through the seven deadly sins it's why i love noah you know stuff like that's what i always found interesting about it but as a movie it's okay i mean it had i quote i quote it all the time it's really it's hard it's really hard not to quote that <laughs> yeah. let's do it all the time especially there was it was okay this is a tangent now but it was during the time where was, it's not like we don't have a hundred <laughs> yeah. per episode this is just tangent the show uh film cue tangent edition because i would always order packages from like amazon and shit and so <laughs> Every time they come in, my brother's like, what's in the box? Or I would ask him, what's in the box? Anyway. <laughs> um, Fight Club. Ugh, okay. You know what? I think the best way we can approach this, and to probably not go off tangent so much, is I'll ask you. What is it you like about Fight Club? Um, besides... Currently. Not, like, try to separate yourself from the guy, the kid who grew up, because... The filmmaking. The performances and... The uh, the script the the dialogue is tends to be so sharp and I don't think you I don't know if you've ever read the book. Wasn't it a comic? No, it's a comic now. It's a sequel comic. Um, but to be fair, like the script ends up feeling. <laughs> Did you just abandon trying to say his name? No, no, I don't, I don't know how to say his name. He, okay. He's like he's like one of my he because of this and the rest, some of his other books. Uh, he's like one of my favorite authors. But uh, Chuck Palahniuk, he uh, good one. 
It's been years <laughs> prepared for this situation. Uh, but one of his... Uh, but a lot of stuff is sort of like ripped out of the books because he is a strong writer and he sort of does uh, he uses these re- reoccurring phrases and themes throughout um, within the same novel uh, throughout them and that is something that continues to do so uh, in Fight Club and there's the sequence in which they find the reader's digest don't remember that scene didn't you just watch it i did just watch it so they find like a box of i don't remember if it's readers digest but a box of like magazines and they're just like it's about the uh jack's organs wait i just watched this like literally last night why am i playing and he's like i am i am jack's colon i get cancer i kill jack like these are real like these are phrases okay no i remember i remember the phrases i remember him saying that for some reason you don't I, don't remember, I don't remember anything i think about him. I, I think tyler durden's like if i remember right he's on a bike just like running around and he as he oh. says it he sort of falls over yeah okay yeah um, he's like sort of reading something i didn't yeah. i didn't really gather what he was reading i just saw so those sort of phrases in the movie happen in like that one sequence but in the book they sort of like reoccur throughout it um and uh they give that that sort of like some people think that the narrator's name is Jack because of that, but in the movie and in the novel, they keep the narrator technically has no name. Mm-hmm. Is it really Tyler Durden? It's a who knows. I thought that's what I always got that he's just Tyler Durden. Well, no, Tyler's a split. I, I can't tell you, and I've seen <laughs> the movie a million times, oh, yeah. and I've read the book a few times. Um, in the sequel, he's referred to as Jack. Oh, okay. Um. But it's so this the script, and this is again part of what we were saying earlier that the script's fantastic, but it's not Fincher. Um, it's also juvenile, but go on. <laughs> yeah, I know it is, and that's why I loved it when I did. That's uh, why I loved it when I did, and then I grew up. <laughs> so I Fight Club was a movie I think I saw like once a year or so. At least, um, I, especially like once I got out of high school. Uh, yes, I, to be fair, I only saw it twice in my life. The first time I loved it, thought about it more as I grew older, didn't like it anymore, confirmed my suspicions last night. <laughs> I think I was just like really into it for a while, and then I sort of possibly dropped the ball and didn't watch it again. And then a friend of mine had contacted me to say, hey, this was actually, funnily enough, like I think like two weeks after we were supposed to record and then didn't do so. Um, but then I went to go see it in the theater because a friend, like they were showing it here. And I was super excited because it was always a movie that felt like it warranted uh, like a cinematic experience for me. Uh, cigarette burns and all. And I was yeah. just... That's okay. I mean, not to cut into your argument but because i want to agree with you here it is very well uh paced it's a great storytelling the performances are phenomenal uh it looks incredible yeah it's the dilapid delayed that dilapid fuck that word uh dilapidated right yeah i I rushed through it uh yeah that look that fincher just nails and it's all very persuasive, and because it's so, it goes down so easy. My problem is that 
what it's it's arguing for evil <laughs> and that's what i can't get behind so like you could have the prettiest picture in the world but if it's like okay obviously if it's a picture of satan i wouldn't care but if it's a picture <laughs> of satan i don't like it's still a picture of fucking satan you know yes. what i'm saying um i went and saw the movie i was super excited going in and then i walked out and then i remember um this was back when i think when i was writing more stuff on letterboxd but I wrote this sort of like long-winded, essentially like a breakup letter to Fight Club. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Now I remember. And it was a, been it, shit lately, but it was me that. going like this is a movie that sort of meant, and I think this might have been partially yeah, because of you. Yeah, I remember this now. I remember vividly. Yeah, because I was like, yes. Uh, I feel like it's partially because of you because you just kept like I ripped poke, off those, you just, those like, colored glasses fucking poke through like every single part of a bubble that you can possibly get your hands on and I was like especially because that night the movie it was like a midnight screening and I like the subway was finished because it's a long fucking movie oh fucking god it's so long um, again it's paced very well so you don't really notice it but when you look at a runtime and you're like yeah, yeah. two hours and twenty minutes, you're like it started at really? nine. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have time to do shit tonight. No, nope. eleven thirty. I'm like, fuck. Um, <laughs> so I ended up like, I was like, oh, I want to. I, I sort of want to think about this because we we're also talking about doing this debate episode yeah. then. And I was like, let me think about it. So I walked. I, yeah. I mean, people who don't live in Toronto. I, I, I can't, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna. Sorry to cut you off, but I remember the slight twang of disappointment in that i wouldn't have an opponent <laughs> in the debate yeah <laughs> i never uh, well, like i can still argue yeah. one of the reasons like why i loved it previously but yeah. that's uh, the thing I, everything you said why you loved it i agree it's yeah okay continue um <laughs> so i walked from from the theater very far like uh i i think i walked for the next hour so i didn't like and then i ended up cabbing home anyway but i so i walked from like 2.30 to like 3.30 and I just kept thinking about it and the more I thought about it on the way I was just like I don't and I was like the movie sort of ruined for me and that's partially why I didn't watch the whole thing the last two days when we talked about it because I was like I can't I just don't want to and it's not it's like I, I can't decide if it's I don't want to or if it's because I don't want my heart to hurt again like it's <laughs> it's upsetting because even like I got through the first half hour Mm-hmm. And the first twenty minutes, I think, in the twenty-first minute, has, um, oh, by the twenty-first minute, he's already calling Tyler. After yeah. the his, his like apartment blows blow, up, yeah, right. Um, I is that the first one? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's fairly fast. And in case people would have would have not thought so from a movie from nineteen ninety nine, this is gonna be full spoilers. Yeah, fuck spoilers from the begin from the, uh, to start with because. That's a whole other conversation yes. I can have because I so, whatever. At that point, I'm mad. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, oh, this movie sort of picks up quick. And then I had to stop watching to go to work. And I looked at the time and I was like, I, I still have two hours left. And I was like, mm. what the fuck else happens in this movie? To be honest, I'm trying to think back when you texted me last night. You were saying, like, what else? Like, how much more stories are to go through? I'm like, well, it never felt like it dragged. I was gonna, like, I was actually preparing the message. I'm like, I'll think of something by the time I finish this sentence. I'm like, well, it drags in. It doesn't. But things, no. things just happen. Yeah, no. Things always happen. They're always 
uh, evolutions of like the story, so it's never like retreading shit. Like there's flashbacks, but they're always clever. Like there's even that one joke I actually found really pretty funny, where the uh, death rattle. No, no, no. Like, because oh. in the, the very beginning, it opens at the end, right? Yes. And he's and he asks after he takes the gun out of his mouth. Have you thought uh, of something? Yeah, he's like, no, I haven't thought of anything. And then later in the movie, when he comes back, he's like, I haven't thought of anything yet. Or again, or something like that. Or still. Still, yeah, I still, still haven't, haven't thought of anything. And, and he goes, like, here, tell her in the bag. He's like, flashback humor. Yeah. And it's funny. It's cool. It's it, like Deadpool pre-Deadpool. Pretty much. And, yeah. it's, and it's clever, and it acknowledges the the twist. I didn't like Deadpool, too. <laughs> Do you like Deadpool? <laughs> eh, I thought it I was, mean, like, 30 minutes of movie. <laughs> honest to God, like, I think after the first time I saw it, I was like, this is great. This is so much fun. It It is. It is you're right. It's Fight Club. Yeah. Because then, like, now I think about it, somebody's like, let's rewatch it. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> Like, there's so much other things we can like, watch. Don't get me wrong. I will go on after this. We can go on YouTube and watch Deadpool on the fucking Zamboni for an hour. Zamboni. He's on a Zamboni going after someone, and he's like, "Where's Francis?" Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll watch that. <laughs> that moment, hilarious. Don't get me wrong. I, I, it's not. I don't like it. I don't not like it because I think there's something wrong with it. Like I think with Fight Club, <laughs> which I still have to get into in this podcast, but uh, like really elucidate my points. But I just don't like Deadpool because I just think it's it has the opposite problem with Fight Club where it isn't very well constructed because it's it just feels like thirty minutes of the movie and the rest is just padded out. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so there is enough Good padding, but still sort of story, I guess, in Fight Club to yeah to zip by and never feel redundant or. And I think that like when I first watched it, I put the movie on again. Because like right away, because I was like, no, the twist couldn't have been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, that like the twist, like for Fight Club, the twist that he's the, Tyler, that he's Tyler, and then I. What do you mean? But been there the whole time, like from the like the I was, um, yeah, I thought like maybe it was one of those things where it was like here's a twist, but you there never was never ever set up. There was never yeah. any setup. No, 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 there's lots of setup. There's a lot of. I mean, the first, not to mention the fuck, the weird like cut copies. Of, oh, yeah, of just him, just, like just little flashes, but then there is a very blatant shot when he's going, when he's talking about like narcolepsy, and he goes, "If you wake up in a different place, could you wake up as a different person?" Mm-hmm. And at that point, we stop following the narrator, and we turn and we see Tyler going a separate direction. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just watch him, and you're like, "That's the dude we just saw randomly show up. Mm-hmm. What's going on? It's also Who is Brad this? Pitt, so he must it's be important. Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's a big person." Yeah. And he goes, goes, at the same time saying, could you wake up as a different person? Mm-hmm. I don't understand how some people didn't really see well, it. Well, I think it's subtle enough that it works. My favorite, actually my favorite little... Because uh, it, 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 it's, it's clever, and this, this is a Fincher thing, but it, it's clever enough that it's a cutaway that matters. Yeah. Because he, never, he doesn't usually do cutaways. Mm-hmm. But it's a cutaway that matters, but it's also... Because it's Brad Pitt and you're aware of it, you're just like, oh, they're going to interact soon. You mm-hmm. know that they have a, a decent enough. Um, he, he's important to the story. He's crucial enough to the story that there's a reason why we're seeing him. Mm-hmm. As opposed to in Seven, um, in all the marketing, we had Kevin Spacey's name completely off for the majority up until I think after the movie was released because he didn't want it to be known that he was going to be in yeah. it. His appearances was a surprise. That's um, an important spoiler. Not in 2017. Not, but, no, not now, but I'm saying back then. Yeah, sure. I'm talking more about along 
my whole thing about spoilers, which we might get into in another episode, but just to sum it up quick here, is my whole thing about spoilers is I think that they ruin the chance for conversation. Yeah. It's like, oh, don't tell me anything about it. So I'm like, well, then I guess you don't want to talk. <laughs> I appreciate spoilers, like... Nah, I mean, like... Within within reason, right? Yeah, but, but I mean... I rather... I, I, want, I still want, like, it's not the issue of it happening. I still would like to see how is it executed. Because yeah, that's, that's what matters the, most. That's what matters more. Like, if someone were to blurt out, like, I don't know, let's say it's 1990, whatever, the year 7 came out, and someone were like, Kevin Space is in, and he's the killer. I'd be like, well, shit, but okay, let's see how that or works. Or somebody ruining Sixth Sense. I, I feel like everyone already knew, yet it's still a good spoiler. I don't know, it's weird. It's just, because I, I guess it's, I grew I up. mean, it's, it, it's in the lexicon now. Like, everyone yeah, is thing. aware. It's so, that's, that's but, what I'm trying to say. But it, then, badly. It, it's different. No, back then, it was like, whoa great fucking spoiler but or spoiler fuck uh great twist but now but now you, it's just like yeah every, every, dead. <laughs> everyone's aware and then you're supposed to dead you'll find like i've i've found people who like wasn't the friend i went to see fight club with had seen like two halves of it or the two acts of it never got to the reveal she just doesn't know so she didn't know and and i was like so how far did you get into it she goes well she was like he woke up and was like, I'm going to track Tyler down and go get on the planes. Oh, Fight Club. Yeah. Right, Fight Club. Right, and I was like, Six Sense. Oh, no. Six Sense is, I feel like it's more well known. Okay. Yeah, um, and I was like, and then what happens once he gets on the plane? He goes, No, I didn't get that far. He was about, he was getting all the, he's seen all the plane tickets and he was about to leave. And I was uh-huh. like, and I was like, and that's it? He goes, Yeah, I don't know what, and I was like, So you don't know anything about what happens after that? She goes, No. And I was like, and you want to see this in the theater? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, I'm going with you because I want to see... Your reaction. And I was like, because I didn't want to say... I was like, I want to see how you react to the twist because that alone is a twist. Gives away a twist, yeah. But I wanted to see... I was like, oh, I just... You know, I want to see it again. You know how I am. I like watching old movies in theaters. Let's Mm -hmm. go. And she goes, yeah, that's great. And we went and the movie ended. And I was just like, what did you think of the twist? And she goes, I don't know. I didn't... Does it matter? (laughs) And I was like, "All right, <laughs> well, you made me excited to yeah. watch." I was like, so "I can't even watch your you, screening." Never inviting you to watch a movie again, uh, and I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, I can't remember what I was saying, but uh, anyway, I feel like I should probably get into my problems with Fight Club, or else then people—I don't know—a few people who listen to this will just be like, "Well, you we never really said." So yeah, I, I should probably get into why I don't like it or why i feel like it advocates evil <laughs> which is a big thing to say yeah uh i guess the way i sum it up to myself is that it's sort of you're aware of what the term mra is no men's right activists oh yeah and usually men's right activists are white privileged males yeah. Um, so I feel like this is their manifesto. <laughs> I and don't... that's kind of why it's very bothersome. Because it never truly rejects Tyler. And that's what bothers me. Is that he wins. And the movie's sort of cool with it. It's very cool with it. It doesn't yeah. really react. It lo- the movie fucking loves Tyler. And it always supports his fucking awful things that he does we like, get a sequel 15 years later in graphic novel form to have tyler back yeah see it, that's the thing 
the way this is a little outside the movie but the way i guess society has looked to tyler like some people have looked to tyler as being like this paragon of like manliness and shit is just awful because the sort of like the movie is this is what really bothers me about the movie is that it's trying to depict the bad side of tyler's philosophy and that it all leads to this essentially fascist destruction and terrorist group yeah and then it just sort of like hand waves it away it's like you know whatever shit happens men are frustrated and it's like i don't give a shit how frustrated you are your masculine your fragile fucking masculinity i don't care how threatened you feel like fuck you this, the world is changing like let other people have a fucking chance you know what i mean it's this movie really angers me. <laughs> I don't want to say complicated because it's not that complicated, but it it tends to act. I feel like it acts as if it's smarter than it is for sure. That's that's why I'm actually pre- why I maybe it was in the tone of my voice when I said it, but that's why I got frustrated when David Fincher's like, "Well, it's satire, and if you don't get it, whatever." Because it's clearly. If it was trying to be satire, it never feels like satire. No, it's bungled up entirely. It feels like well, it makes it, it feels like it make, statements. It makes looking like living in a shit house seem cool. Which fuck you. There are people with poverty who like would love to live in that condo that gets blown up. Oh, you don't like your shit anymore? Like, oh my shit uh, doesn't find me. Whatever. Fuck you. You have a nice house and you're you have good job that you're like yeah okay. It uh, gives you a moral quandary. But at least you're fucking employed, you asshole. <laughs> and it's just, that's why I get mad. Because I hate the characters because I know these characters. I've passed, I've worked with them. I work with one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to get specific, but uh, uh, I don't know your cohorts. Fuck but you, anyway. dude. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> fuck these people. Because if you've ever, you've probably met these people in your life, listener. <laughs> and they one are. listener. Yeah. <laughs> dad. Uh <laughs> They are so blinded by their own malaise that they fail to see other people as people, and that's what see, I get. Some of the it's the lack of empathy. I I get some of the mentality and some of it where it's just like fuck the materialism. No, like, here's the thing. Like, wait, wait, because this is what, what all is my ultimate point. That yeah, I got it. That's why I fucking loved it because I was a teenager who was completely uh in his own head you know what i mean yeah. and like who thought he was smarter than everybody else and he's like fuck the world because i know like better like fuck the materialism shit like but then you grow up and you realize that's not how you live healthily <laughs> it's not um it's not a good uh mentality and the way the fact it, i wouldn't even care if fight club like preached the fucking what do you call the anti-bible <laughs> but whatever uh satan's hell book uh i'll get even... one copy please <laughs> <laughs> that sounds rad but uh like i wouldn't even care if it were some obscure movie that no one really cares about or, or talks about but the fact that it's like this huge beloved beloved monster. movie from the year 1999 which is one of the greatest years for movies of all time and it's always like mentioned that's what bothers me about it um, because it's still held up as this great fucking thing. It's sort of, sort of similar, but to me, 
I'm at a point with Fight Club that it makes me think of the way I might react to Scarface, mm. in which it may be like it's. I'm pretty like Brian De Palma is a great filmmaker. I have not seen Scarface okay. in full. I have so. Um, I do have a counter argument, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's like well, you'll get to you'll yeah. see what I'm getting at. But it's uh, I'm sure it's a really well made film and everything, and everything's done uh, extraordinary and whatever. I was like, but the people who idolize li- Scarface, idolize yeah. it, they no, that's definitely a problem. They idolize it in the way for all the wrong reasons. I feel like they shouldn't be, yeah. and it's like it, that is it, exactly and, and, my issue with Fight Club. And yeah. that that's what I started with at the beginning about the dude bro community that has these fucking posters on the wall because <laughs> you know people who live like the characters in Fight Club, and I know everybody who knows someone who has a poster or some sort of Scarface. sweater that with Scarface <laughs> memorabilia yeah. that you are just part of you wants it. I see them and I want to just like be like, fuck you <laughs> stop. And I was like, I don't care that you know how to like speak in a Cuban accent and say like, say hello to my little friend. I was like, Al Pacino doesn't know how to speak in a Cuban accent. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and I was like, but it's, it's yeah. the thing. Okay. My defense of Scarface, even though it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember like, mm-hmm. is that, in contrast to Fight Club, because it, it it does have those problems that of the douchey uh, fan base. The violence is never like glamorized and stuff. No, it's I don't know. Like, it, to be honest, I haven't seen it in a while. But for one, Scarface is fucking opera, so it's it's bombastic, it's big, it's loud, but it's you know it's it's what it's trying to do. It's trying to be it's silly, but it knows it. But also, it still has a moral heart in there because. It's actually one of my favorite scenes, cause, or one of my favorite arguments, because uh, the thing that brings down spoiler uh, fuckers, uh, the thing that brings down oh, what's his name, Tony Montana, uh, ultimately, is the one good deed he does, which is a great fucking uh, I guess depiction of the how shitty the crime world is or whatever, right? Where like you get to a point where. Because, I guess I'll just go into detail, because, what, fuck it, it's from 1983? 82? 83, 82, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, Old enough. So, basically, he after he's done awful fucking things throughout the whole goddamn movie. But then they want him to kill, basically, a kid. Or, like, they put a bomb in a car, and they want to blow it up, but there's a kid and a girl and a wife in there. And he's like, no, I don't kill kids. It's like, I don't go that far. And that's ultimately what brings him down, because because he doesn't do that, the other guys try to usurp him, blah, blah, blah. So that's what I like about Scarface is that ultimately there is this moral, yeah. There's a moral center there. No matter how packed with dirt it is, there's no weird. There's that little gold nugget. Weird mentality in Project Mayhem, which in the book, um, you sort of see the introduction to it. In the film, it just happens. Project Mayhem and Fight Club. Yeah, that's the thing. Part of it is because the film kind of flies. Is that it just uh, feels like it goes from... It escalates really quickly. And it's just like... And you're just like, oh, that's a thing. Now, now they're blowing up shit. Uh, and, the, I mean, they make, like, note of it. And they're just like, when did this change? And they're like, you've been there for the start. And I was like, kind of, but, like... We're just... We're just stressed out dudes fighting in a fucking parking lot. Why, why does this lead up to... Ter- well, that's the thing. Terrorism. I kind of like... That's the one thing. If it... If the movie had highlighted that, 
and show that look this is where your mentality the same mentality yeah but then that means the movie would have had to take a stance on any of this which yeah. it doesn't which means it would have had to was... have disagreed with tyler and actually found tyler to be a piece of shit human being but it doesn't it but thinks he's awesome <laughs> to argue for the sake of the movie that's because Just remember if you play devil's advocate you are literally advocating for the devil <laughs> Is that is that what that term means? up the I devil a lot. I'm not even a religious person. Like I said, I Seems love the mythology. Cool. What a, whatever. Yeah, he's a rad dude. Anyway, yeah, I like him. <laughs> um, because the movie is literally in the perspective of the narrator, right? You you have to see Tyler Durden as this um, basically a savior from his shitty life. Yeah, he, or, he he's. I put shitty in quotes because he had a fucking good life. Fuck that guy. Anyway, go on. He was he was. <laughs> Uh, he was superior to him in every way and the way I can't remember exactly what he says but he goes maybe I could actually he goes I look how you want to look uh, oh yeah he's something like that where he's basically saying he's he's everything he wants to be yes and it's like it's it's him I like if I could be an idolized version of myself this is how he would be so you have to sort of look up to Tyler in a way and that's why the film continuously would look up to him regardless of how bad of a person and dangerous he is um, but that's the thing it never stops that's my problem with it is that that's the, the movie seems to go on the route where it's trying and this is why Fincher as, as much as it's a as much as in the past I love the image of the the final shot as the buildings crumble yeah, and, cool they're, and, they're and then I'm like thinking about it I'm like Tyler wins. <laughs> but what about the story? Like, what's the point of this arc that he he's like, my life is, I don't, I'm not happy with my life, so I create an alt, alternate persona to fuck everything up and create a terrorist group and to which fuck the world then up. destroy set. What is it? Set everybody's debt to uh, zero. Set the debt record to zero or something. To set the debt record to zero and then. I mean, he's shot in the face. They meant no. They mentioned that yeah, it's gonna fuck things up. That's the thing. And then that's Probably, it. That's and you're it. like, it's about, it's about creating chaos. And they're just gonna walk away scot free. I don't understand. I don't get it. I just made the realize that Tyler Durden is basically the Joker, and the Joker is never a good guy. <laughs> they literally want to watch the world burn. They are, yeah. The final shot is literally them watching it burn. It's the, and it's. Uh, and it shouldn't be awesome. It shouldn't be cool. But that's the last it, idea you're it's left with. Fun and Joker is a great character, and he's enjoyable to watch. But in order to like, <laughs> but you're always on you Batman's side. You can't idolize with him. No, you can empathize in certain things. Like, yeah, maybe he had a shitty past, and this is why he led to this. Blah blah blah. But you never agree with his plan. Ugh. <laughs> uh, anyway, and I maybe that's the movie being so manipulative with with Tyler and the narrator um yeah it's a little fly running around here I saw it yeah um so maybe it's because it's so manipulative that like the like even thinking about it like the movie ends and you're like you're on their side and you're like yeah this is cool this is this makes sense and then you sort of stop and you're like wait yeah hold on a second (laughs) You know, I says it makes some good points. Fuck you. <laughs> Isis joke. Nice. <laughs> it's basically what this movie is saying. Kind of the so they're a terrorist group. Going back to the film, um, 
having seen it a bunch of times, most of the dual personality stuff is sort of explained, and I'm sort of, and I can wrap my head around it and be like, oh, this is the part where they'll switch or whatever. The one scene that to this day I can't understand how it works out is when they crash in the car. Oh, who's driving? I mean, obviously, technically, the narrator is driving. Yeah. But He's, yeah. how is the rest of Project Mayhem aware of that he's fucked up <laughs> i didn't want to put it as such but yeah, yeah. like because he's literally i, I mean yeah, they're maybe a little insensitive but there, there is because it in, essentially it's it's a typical Split dual press yeah. uh, personality D, uh, what is it did i think the official Not that really sure uh disease i mean they had the same thing sort of for split so i think that's what it was um uh, but so the dual personality situation here there's there's one shot where they're both talking and they're yelling at each other and they're just like they're like oh no you've never really hit rock bottom and i at this like to this day again reading the book i'm aware that this is something that the narrator has pursued but in the film you never see the fact that this is something that he's supposed to do and it's easy to understand um you have to hit in order to like rebuild yourself as they want him to you have to hit rock bottom in the well, film, they never, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's an obvious statement, but it, it isn't until that scene in the film that you realize, oh, this is something that the narrator's attempting to do, because mm-hmm. you don't see that path. Uh, in the book, they sort of talk about it prior. Um, so they're having that argument, and they're like, and this is the whole thing where he goes, why do you think I blew up your apartment? Mm-hmm. And it's like all these reveals being, like, shown left and right. And then they sort of cut back to the two people in the back of the car, and they, they're, they're like looking at each other. And at that point, I'm like, "How fucking?" And maybe this does goes into like like a cult like scenario, but it's like, "How much Kool Aid are you drinking that you're just like that you're seeing? You're like, like yeah, these people. This one himself. dude is just driving, <laughs> fucking swerving left yeah. and right into construction, and just going." can you believe this dude and just like and then you put on your own seat but like you don't stop you don't question anything at all i I guess oh to be fair i'll never understand the cult mentality and drinking the kool-aid i did read about jamestown the other day funnily enough Jamestown's fascinating have you seen the sacrament no take some time watch sacrament is that the one by that guy ty west yeah who had that vcr segment vhs segment Yes. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. Not that many people did, but it's sort of found footage and it's sort of his yeah. thing. But I remember, it's, I remember reading about it. First, good. Being really other people enjoyed it. I'll check it. See if it's on Netflix. I doubt it. That's where I saw it. So yeah. Okay. Maybe things change on Netflix. Yeah. Please, <laughs> <laughs> <Completely laughs> tangent. Anyway, we're what are we at? Two thousand bars. <laughs> Almost sixteen hundred. Oh jeez. Uh, we should probably wrap up. So, Bridge of Spies, five out of five. <laughs> Crimson Peak, five out of five. Fight Club, Real, fuck it. <laughs> Real shit. I just want to say I, I adore Crimson Peak. I fucking Crimson Peak is amazing. Because I, and this is something I've realized. I think since Crimson Peak, I just love when a movie just, um, gives everything its alt and commits to one thing, regardless yeah. of whatever. Else. It's not embarrassed of its. Own um, existence. I, I'm gonna butcher the hell of the title, so I'm just gonna name it the first thing. But Valerian, the new like. Oh, Luke the new Besson film. Yeah, what's that one called? Yeah. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, I think. Something I don't like know. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that movie potentially looks, and I think this is also because of trailers being weird and all, but that movie looks like possibly a mess, but it's so... It looks like it'd be really fun. It's so, like, unabashedly itself that I just, like, I am screaming ready It's why to I'm, like, it. one of the three people who loved Jupiter Ascending. Because it's so I dorky. I didn't love Jupiter Ascending, but I really liked it. And this is also because of yeah, you. Yeah, okay, be- Because of you, like, uh, I... And I well, I guess to be fair, we're gonna to I guess to plug the site for reasons. But uh, <laughs> when we did the Wachowskis, and I sort of like went through their filmography in full, and even when we did the Matrix episode previously, uh, and also knowing what like the, having the Wachowski brothers both transition together, like um, seeing how far they come in their entire filmography in retrospective, mm-hmm. it's like oh. I get them now, and and, and watching their films are to- like mean completely different things. Like mm-hmm. even, and I've had this actual conversation with my dad, where my dad sort of he watches The Matrix and he thinks about the the reality, the reality, the the, reality, the, yeah. the, the, the blue pill red pill situation about seeing the truth in society and all that stuff, and that's fascinating yeah. very much so and so that's one of the great things about the majors is it has those layers where and, you can and, discuss and, it on one it, layer and then on the other layer and it's really good and i think i also realized to like i guess make this deeper but like my dad thinks of things in that sense but to me especially knowing all i know now all i see is it's about being true to yourself mm-hmm. and like him becoming the one the yeah, person he's supposed, supposed to, to be. be yeah person he's always was meant to be so know? it's like these and yeah no but that's what i love that's the thing that's what i love about the matrix is that it works on so many levels and what's what makes it other 1999 fucking masterpiece yep. i don't say other to imply that fight club is a masterpiece there was a, there was a few i think i made my argument yeah. but yeah 1999 is a fucking amazing year best movie of uh 99 do you have do you have one ready to go i can't i guess other than just saying the uh matrix. let's take a quick pause while i look it up did you figure out a favorite movie from 99 Oh yeah. Uh, yes, maybe because <laughs> again, it's a really good year, and I think my boring answer is probably The Matrix, but my like sort of real answer, which is a weird way of putting it, but I think it is the Buena Vista Social Club documentary. I have never heard of this, so I'm gonna You've never even ever even heard of Buena no. Vista Social Club. Okay, I'm gonna search uh, this up after. Well, the thing or... is. Because, it's funny, I brought this up to my friend recently. We play Magic together. And sometimes, like, just for life reasons and stuff, I don't show up for a Magic day. And he's like, well, you probably just don't value it that much. I'm like, well, it's not that. Because I do love Magic. Except it's, for me, number one is always music. Music is my number one favorite love of all time. Then it's movies. Then it's books. Then it's Magic. Then there's a bunch of old bullshit below that. Um, So... That said, music is my absolute uh, number one love. And so the Buena Vista Social Club documentary, I only saw that recently, but I had heard the album when it came out because the album is fantastic. And what it is, is Ry Cooter, this uh, legendary guitarist, but always a little, uh, never mentioned that much. But anyway, he went to Cuba and he wanted to make an album there with musicians. And so he found all these old musicians from the 50s, from pre-revolution, like Cuban jazz artists and they record an album together and it's one of the greatest albums I've ever heard it's one of my favorite albums ever 
And so the documentary captures that process of them finding. And the Buena Vista Social Club was just this like a, it's like a club, I guess. Right. Where they would all play. And it's like gone now, but uh, it's just exploring that music scene and just Cuba and stuff. And oh, I loved it. So that's probably my real answer, even though I adore The Matrix. And it's probably my favorite movie of that year, but just because I love music so much, Buena Vista Social Club is just a great fucking... I'll look into that. Um, can you, it's on Netflix, you, I think. You can't take a guess at what mine is? Looking through, I was going to say it was probably... Uh, fuck. It starts... Ugh, I had it in my head, and then I forgot. I said it to you. The, was it The Iron Giant? Because I no. love The Iron, Iron Giant. is also very close. It's really good. It's really good. No, my favorite is uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Ah, yeah, that was the one I was going to say. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wrote about this on the site, and uh, I honestly think it's one of my favorite things I've written. But uh, I... For all the Kubrick that I love, that's still the one I haven't seen. Um, it's definitely not perfect, and it's long as it's hell. It's still Kubrick. It's still Kubrick, and uh, I I made my points in the in the whole article about it. They're so cool. <laughs> I made my arguments about it in 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 the article, but to to simplify it, I think that it's uh, one of the reasons why is that like I'm sure you're aware, but Space Odyssey premiered and then cut out a bunch of footage in between days. Had you heard about that? You probably have. For 2001? Yes. How they, he like cut it after premiering? Yeah. I think I had. I just blanking. But it feels like something I knew. Um, so he's <laughs> typically, and he's, so he's been known to sort of work his, yeah, like, and I knew, edit. I knew, I knew that. Yeah. And like close to the, like close to premiere dates and everything. Um, Eyes Wide Shut was the film, his last film. And it was a film that he, he, he put in his edit and then passed away so, so it doesn't feel like it but like so potentially he, he could have he yeah. could have not been done with it right knowing just knowing him yeah knowing how his, his style is so for me it the movie adds this extra layer that it feels more raw and it feels closer to him in other senses and it's it, it's a movie that while Theoretically, people can say it's a sexy film. It never is. <laughs> um, but there's like there's this there's all these other layers that add on to the film, and I watch it, and I'm just like sort of floored by the end of it. And and it's weird to say that that's my f- my favorite Kubrick film, but I'm pretty sure it is. I, I really want to watch it. Um, yeah. Uh, is that it? I think that's it. Forgive us if this uh, uh, we haven't we're not recording on their usual program, so we actually don't know how the fuck long we've been recording. Like, I think it's at two thousand bars now, isn't it? Two thousand eighty-six bars. We I, we went from a da- audacity band, to GarageBand. <laughs> anyway, point is, if it's a longer episode, we apologize and thank you for, if you stuck with us. But it's a special one, so yeah. there's that. We're back. For we're now. gonna try and be. Yeah, we're gonna try to maintain because uh, this was fun. Actually, this was fun. Uh, and. Yeah, I'm going to try to watch more movies again. Because actually, it's been hard for me to watch movies. Same here. 
I, I, I can go like before it'd be weird if I went two days without something and now yeah. no it it's like a week daily for me yeah like daily. now it's a week and a half and I'm like I haven't seen anything <laughs> I, I think in March I went to the movies I literally saw Logan in theater and nothing else yeah that was mine and you came back you you were gone to Chile for a while so that, that's different but um although I did see a few movies there, not as much as I would have, but I saw a few. I saw like La La Land. But in comparison to how I used to be and how I'm yeah. trying to be now, it was very drastic and yeah. very weird. So we're both trying to get back on that train. Yeah, maybe um, not to the same degree we were, because that 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 was a fucking that was like a full time job. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll try and we'll do off the air talking and try and see what we can do. Yeah, uh, try and get back. But uh, I there, mean, I saw Train to Busan the other day, and that fucking. Reignited something. I have not seen that yet. It's so good. Um, there's going to be a part two to this. We'll try and be back as soon as possible. Yeah. Till then, keep. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know how to sign these things out. <laughs> <laughs> it still doesn't. Uh, anyway, yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>